When you do a podcast, you've got to have a song where someone sings the title, What Could Go Wrong? What could go wrong? The world is kind of scary when things don't go the right way. So listen to this podcast and it will probably be okay. Probably no guarantees. Hello and welcome to What Could Go Wrong, the best slash worst thing that could ever happen to Warriors. I'm Jeff and I'm from Happy Valley. I'm joined by Chrissy, veteran, escapee, survivor of Murderville, Idaho. Hello. Also here is Jeremiah, who clawed his way out of his hometown, The Coffin, California. Hi there. No matter how bad you think things are, these two think they could get worse. Well, today we're going to be talking about money. I know it's a broad subject, but it also ties in with a question that we got from a listener. Here it is. I'm considering becoming fabulously wealthy. I don't know how I'll get it, but I feel like money could solve all my problems. I won't have to go to the airport anymore because I will have my own plane, and I will see other rich, clean people in the VIP sections of parties, clubs, and countries. This plan seems pretty foolproof to me, but I'm hoping you can shed some wisdom. Chrissy and Jeremiah, please chime in. Well, I would like to caution our listener that while being fabulously wealthy may seem like a good idea on the outside, it is wrought with issues, including the fact that if you own your own private plane, you have to deal with the fact that if you pay attention to the news, the private planes are the ones that are always crashing. And so there's that risk of, you know, you're flying your plane from, you know, hither and yon, and all of a sudden there's trees, and then all of a sudden your plane is down in the trees. Perhaps you survive and are just lost in the wilderness for months, and you know, have to survive off of various berries and roots, some of which may or may not be poisonous or hallucinogenic. And that's that's a real risk you're facing if you are fabulously wealthy with your own private plane. And money itself is dirty. If you're wealthy, then you have more of this dirty money. And think about all the places that people keep money. Um, Briefcases with I mean, there's all sorts of paper and carbon copy ink and stuff in there. And their wallets, which most people, let's face it, keep right next to their butt. People who snort cocaine put money in their nose. Kids grub money when they go to candy stores and stuff, and their hands are just covered and it's not constantly, if what I know about children is true. So in addition to having this limited pool of people that you will hang out with, this these wealthy, rich, and famous, you will have a limited circle of people exposed to a high number of pathogens due to all of this money so you're basically in like a hot zone that the cdc would probably monitor for outbreaks yeah and speaking of those people when you do have a lot of money people tend to be very lonely because although they are surrounded with you know clean well-groomed other socialites those clean well-groomed other socialites you have just as much money and people end up kind of backbiting each other and beyond that you don't know anymore if people are wanting to be your friend because they think you're awesome and they you know dig your rad car or your cool dog or your awesome book you wrote or if they just really want access to your you know super full awesome bank account that could provide them as well with, you know, limitless options for entertainment and fun. I would caution our listener, as well in light of these people who might be preying upon their resources, to pick a eccentricity early. Rich people frequently have these quirks or problems or character idiosyncrasies that 
delineate them, whether it's peeing in mason jars or, you know, dressing up weird, stuff like that. You don't have to go for the top, but you should pick something that you can practice over your lifetime to really hone once you do get rich. But if you start practicing it now, then you'll know the people that are hanging around you when you're poor and weird are the people that you'll want to hang out with when you're rich and weird. Yes, that is a very smart plan. You know, start with maybe a monocle, maybe a fake mustache, see how it goes. Well, now you know. Don't swim in your money like Scrooge McDuck. And also, you might be beginning to be a superhero because I'm pretty sure Chrissy's first story is the intro to that for many hero stories. <laughs> so we'll go a little bit more down to earth now. Let's talk about budgets. If they're a good thing to have. It lets you conserve your money and maybe become fabulously wealthy if you're able to, you know, portion it out. What do you two think? Budgets are lies. Go on. Every budget ever written has fallen prey to real life happening. And it's tempting fate. You have this list of, I will do this, this, and this with my money, which, because of the society we live in, is, you know, basically how we run our lives. And fate looks at that list and says, uh-uh, not on my watch, and finds a way to screw it up. Tempting fate is just really risky. They cut that cord and, I mean, you're a goner. It's just, you don't want to mess with the fates. Well, that's why you, like, factor in, like, you know, entertainment and rainy day funds, right? Well, on the surface, budgets seem like a good idea. You've got, you know, everything planned out. You've written your list of where your money goes. But then you you run the risk of becoming just a very monotone person who lives a very monotone life of on the first I get paid on the second I pay my bills on the third I go grocery shopping on the fourth I don't do anything because I don't have any money left on the fifth you know you you end up living in this constraint and you feel like you can't go outside of that or you get gnawed by incredible guilt which ends up keeping you alone in your house you develop agoraphobia which you know is just incredibly debilitating and if you had just lived freely, budget-free, you could have just, you know, been out there having a good time. I think I'm just going to factor in, like, a sacrificial goat to the gods of fate, so... Well, goddesses of fate, I should say. So my budgets can stay on task. That sounds like a great barbecue. I know where to find some in Portland. So, loans. They're there for when you break your budget, and you might need money for other things. Ideally, you're planning out farther than that, but let's just go with that basic concept. Oh, God. Loans. See, loans, they get you at the beginning because they offer you the thing you want. Like, say, that really awesome, expensive education that people are telling you you need. But what you, do. what you don't realize is that once you're done getting the thing that you've paid for, your life is now completely dictated by the loan person. And basically, you know, this guy sitting in a room by himself laughing evilly just constantly... You mean a banker? Yeah, one Don't of those. The cigar smoke. Cigar smoke, evil laugh, just nonstop. That's his job. His job is get up in morning, light cigar, sit in office, evil laugh, go home. Whole job. Gotta wear a suit. And, and yes, suits, definite must, all black, definitely no exciting colors. And that guy will just call you, like, every three minutes reminding you how much money you owe and if you were just a second late with a payment they'll call you like eight times that day and it becomes this just weight on your chest like basically having a loan is equivalent to just going out in the forest and finding a really big rock and laying down on the ground and just dropping that rock on your chest just as effective same thing 
got it. I want that job because all I got to do is make phone calls and it's like dropping rocks. Seems pretty straightforward. All right. We all grew up and, uh, you know, probably did chores when we were kids. Uh, what are your thoughts on allowances? <laughs> I, I heard the word a lot as a child. I understand that it's a thing that people do and usually it's reciprocal where a child will do a thing and then money will come forth for the allowance. The problem is there are very rarely minimum wage standards applied to allowances. Cost of living uh, is not factored into these allowances. I don't think there are generally adequate safety equipment and precautions that we would expect in a regular working job for many of these so-called chores. You don't have a safety precaution on the water heater for how hot the dishes get. You might not have the right amount of hearing or eye protection for mowing the lawn. A wound or a catastrophic injury at a young age has much more of a effect on one's future earning potential without recourse of suing an employer or benefit from OSHA laws when you're doing these chores. It's unfair. It is unfair. And, you know, really what you're doing is you're creating this whole generation of, you know, small little people who believe that the only reason why you would do something for somebody else is if they're willing to give you something else. And so, you know, what you're saying is not, we do these things with each other because we live in the same home and we're helping each other out. We're doing these things because it gives you money and money's the only thing that's important and go out into the world now with that mentality. This is not a healthy thing to do to a group of people. Allowances destroy compassion. They destroy compassion. They take away humanity. I mean, basically, allowances are, you know, one of the things that is just driving the downfall of our society. They're child abuse. Yeah, basically. Straight up. I see. So they are the root of all evil leading to money, which leads to capitalism. I guess you could see how that leads to the dark side. All right. Well, let's just go with a simple one then. Uh, do you like to pay with cash or like a credit card? Oh, see, this is a really hard thing. It's a really hard decision because we, yeah, as we've discussed, definitely. money is really dirty. And so if you're willing to pay with cash, you are also willing to take all of those germs onto yourself and possibly deal later with, you know, severe illness, you know. Government filth paper. Yes. However, you know, paying with a credit card at any minute, you know, some little, you know, person with their little binoculars could be sitting in a van kind of giggling to themselves waiting for you to punch in your PIN number and then they have all your money. And so, I mean, I feel like it's lose-lose. And I'm paying with a check. Those are just basically paper cut machines. You just you pull out your check and every time you end up with a paper cut ah! is there's no there's no win jeff there's no win that's why i steal well it sounds like a credit card might be the win no because the credit cards could be are also so vulnerable like you are just as vulnerable to somebody stealing your numbers from a store like you pay at any store now we hear about it every week there's a new store that's been breached and and somebody else has your card, and then they completely destroy your credit. And we all know that without credit, I mean, you can't even get an apartment. So, I mean, basically, mm-hmm. that, that's just the end. Well, the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. Of the beginning. Yes. That leads to an end. It's all circular. Yes. Never-ending story. Da-da-da-da. <laughs> all right, so we know how you feel, Chrissy. Jeremiah? 
Yeah, I mean, if you're picking between Greenback's Not Rags or The Devil's Magnetic Strip, that's why I steal. If no one catches you, then it's free, which is the best kind of price. If you do go to jail, you pretty much get room and board, which in today's economy is nothing to shake a stick at. And that's kind of my retirement plan, is to do something bad enough that I get put in prison forever and, you know, get health care and food and, and lodging. Yeah, and you're allowed to read in prison. Oh. And so, yeah. I mean, you know, like, can you imagine, like, you just, free time, free time yeah, to correspondence read. courses without worrying about student loans, prison. I feel like you're really banking on that white-collar prison from office space. I'm not quite sure prisons are that way. Everyone who's smart in the next five to ten years will commit the right type of crime to get put into prison so that they will be okay when the bad times come. All right, this kind of transitions. Uh, I found 20 bucks on the on the sidewalk the other day. Nothing don't going wrong it. with that, yeah, right? Don't. don't touch it. But I, I already picked it up. It's, like, oh, you know, I used it. This is probably a sting. Like, you're probably on camera and are going to be on... You're going to be punked. Do they still punk people? Because I'm pretty sure you're going to get punked. I think that's still a thing. I mean, the 4th of July is coming up and there's plenty of punks running around then. I mean, punked or... I mean, what you've done is now you've become part of a paper trail. Like, what if that was somebody's, you know, drug money or somebody like that was a marked bill that somebody had dropped and they've been following it and you spent it and somehow they track it back to you because you were on the surveillance camera. Oh, or it's a counterfeit bill planted by a foreign government to get our monetary supply compromised for future takeover. You don't want to be a patsy in that. I don't. Though I do want to clarify, when I said punks running around, I meant the punk that you used to set up fireworks with. You know, it's kind of like the slow-burning fuse. Oh, so you're saying that was a punk. Yes. Though I will also think about your two statements on the government and uh, a sting operation. That's good. potentially worrisome. Running around your melon, Jeff. Uh, Yeah, I don't want to think about that anymore, so... I think that's all the time we have for today. Chrissy and Jeremiah, please give our audience your fond farewells. Later, guys. You probably won't die tonight. And you'll probably wake up tomorrow. Bye. Uplifting as ever. Thanks for listening.